All right. We're live again. We're back. We had to take a little intermission there, a little commercial break. Things were getting a little too hot. <laughs> we needed to go uh, get some beers, and uh, now, we're, now we're back and we're friends again. Uh, we fought it out on the front lawn. So, <laughs> no, so I wish. I wish we could do that in crypto, right? Things would be, uh, I think, a lot more progress would be made. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No. So, I mean, I, I, just to put this in context, like I'm, I'm pretty confident in my positions, but um, but it's not because I just like showed up and I'm being super arrogant, right? I could be wrong, but I've, I've put in the blood and the sweat and the tears in this industry of software security. Um, and I, you know, I've been wrong before. And, uh, and so I've got the scars. Um, but, um, but at the end of the day, I'm, I, I'm really not trying to overstate my opinion, right? And so my opinion of Monero high level is it's it's just not helping right it's not helpful that in order to create a secure money it has to be uh it has to be scalable it has to uh it has to have all of the attributes of money right so it can't just be private in some way if it supports a, a very small number of transactions right because then it then it won't work as money so it's kind of like we're building an airplane and uh and i see people go hey you know instead of building an airplane why don't we just um uh, why don't we build an airplane with like super big wings because then it'll have a lot more cargo capacity. And I'm like, no, dude, you don't understand. We're trying to build something that flies and carries cargo, right? Like we have multiple engineering trade-offs that we're making. And so if you look at like the analogy of, of Ethereum, um, they, uh, they took sort of the concept of Bitcoin and the concept of smart contracts that they didn't come up with, um, they slapped them together and they presented them as ready to go and like world changing, right? And the Bitcoin guys are like, well, wait a minute, no, there's a right way to do this, but it's gonna take three years, right? It's gonna take maybe four years. And you see that now with Simplicity just getting released last week. Um, and that that is the right way to go about it, right? And uh, that's very, very hard and it's difficult and it takes a lot of years to do. Right, so using, but, using that logic, don't you think, you know, it's, it's about building the proper foundation before you start building things up, right? I mean, that's basically yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah. Right, like, cool. it, you know, don't try to do smart contracts before you, you know, fix the base layer protocol and you well, have and sound not only money. that, but just like to do smart contracts themselves is very hard, right? So right. the analogy with, with Bitcoin that is more direct with Monero is confidential transactions. The Bitcoin guys came up with it. They said, you know what, this is cool. We're going to be able to completely hide the amount that is going to make the money or make, you know, money much more fungible. But unfortunately, it's so damn big, it just doesn't make sense to do yet. And then not that long ago, they made a huge improvement with uh, with bulletproofs. But they're still like, you know what, it's just not quite there yet. So they're not being lazy, right? Like we don't have that now because the technology isn't there. Um, so do, do you think do you think Bitcoin should be fungible at the core protocol level and and these things should be implemented into the core protocol of Bitcoin? So that's kind of like saying, should we have a jet engine on the airplane? Like, absolutely. We should have a jet engine on the airplane as long as we don't blow the wings off because we have to, we have multiple engineering challenges. Right. So, so but how, how has Monero blown the wings off? I mean, it works, It Monero works today as fungible digital currency. Okay. It works. So, so take a step back and, and, uh, Think about what the mission of Bitcoin is. It's not to create a currency where you can have, you know, five transactions per second or something, right? We have to create something that can scale to global money. 
So if we were to implement confidential transactions, like there's a reason that we don't have confidential transactions on Bitcoin. And that's because smart people said, if we do this now, we're going to get some good things, but we're going to so, give but up. Bitcoin's not going to scale using Lightning Network. You don't believe in any of that? You think that it should scale at the core protocol level? I think there's a certain amount where it has to scale at the protocol level just to be able to open and close the channels. Um, and you don't oh, think oh, Monero is is getting there? I mean, we just, like you just said, we just had an eighty percent reduction in our transaction sizes and and fees using bulletproofs. So you don't think there'll be any further uh, efficiencies made in in Monero at the core level? No, I think that there might be some efficiencies made, but um, okay. So this is this is one of the things that's difficult about. And then I guess then why and also why does that make it a scam? The fact that we're, we're, we've taken this different approach, yeah. we're working on it, it's a work in progress. Right. Why okay. does that make it a scam, the right. fact that it's, it's being worked on? No, that's a good question. So um, the, uh, the, the, the difficulty here is that you can't just talk technology, you have to also talk economics because we're trying to create a secure money and economics is what tells us what money is, right? Um, and so money is a medium of exchange. It's a unit of account. It's a store of value. Now, a lot of the scammers have tried to separate that out, right? But that's like saying a tree uses photosynthesis and is alive and trying to separate. We're, we're talking about attributes of a thing, right? So money is an object that a society chooses to use to facilitate trade. And it, the way that it's used is as a medium of account, as a store of value, as a unit of account, or a medium of exchange as a unit of account, right? And one of the, um, so, okay. So this is, this is part of the reason that I created a course. I was fighting these battles on Twitter for like six months and doing these, you know, quick interview things, trying to explain this. And I realized that I need like, to, to honestly, man, to answer your question, I need like three hours with you. And I need to be able to do a Q&A with you periodically. Um, and so that's why I created the Cypherpunk University thing where I have three hours of lectures and then we get together. Actually, this is why I have to leave in 20 minutes. I get together with everybody every two weeks and I go through it because I have to, basically there's a book called Human Action by uh, Ludwig von Mises. If you haven't read it, uh, I highly recommend it. But in order to understand what money is, even yeah, though- But Monero has all the elements of money more so, so than Bitcoin. I mean, you don't, you don't need to have a three hour course to see, realize that Currently today, Monero has those attributes more closely than Bitcoin does. Bitcoin is not fungible. You agree Bitcoin okay. today is not fungible, so, right? So let's just skip all of the economics that it would take to get you to understand or get the audience to understand this. At the end of the day- All the, of the economics? Like, what, what do you even mean by that? Like, I mean, there's- there's a lot of fun foundational economics understanding that you have to have for what I'm about to say not to sound crazy, okay? So I'm gonna make a statement and I'm gonna guess that 75% of the people listening are gonna go, JW's out of his mind, he doesn't know what he's talking and about. And they should sign up to your course if they really wanna know, or, or, <laughs> know the yeah. answer. Honestly, man, I mean, yeah, I know it's, yeah, exactly. Okay, so what's, what's or, let me or, hear what you're gonna say. All right, you gotta stop interrupting because it's, it's it, it starts getting like really aggressive and I don't wanna, like I'm not, a, I don't, I don't want to have that sort of conversation. Well, I want, no, but, but that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because when, whenever I listened to you, I wanted to be able to question you on what you were saying, rather I, than I, just listen to you speak. And I want, speak I want you to be able to question me too, but if you don't go slower, it sounds like we're fighting and I'd rather just be two guys having beers talking. 
Okay, so continue. So just just uh, give me more time and I'll give you more time. So the statement that I'm gonna make is going to make me sound crazy. Uh, so this is, this is what makes the conversation difficult, right? Because you keep like right at the end of me making a statement, you throw something out like, oh, and you gotta sign up for your course to understand it. And then I'm like, ah, now I have to address that because you know it makes it seem like I'm a scammer. So you gotta go slower. That's, that's totally valid. Like I think you should hit me hard. Just hit me hard slower so that I can keep up is all I'm asking. So uh, as far as the course goes, Take the course or better yet, read human action. I tell everybody that. The, the only reason that the course makes a lot of sense is to save you time. But if you read a free book called Human Action, you will know more probably if you actually read it and understand it than you will get out of my course. The book is free, my course costs money, right? So that's my pitch not to take the course, but you have to get the knowledge from that book or from my course to where when I say this, it doesn't sound insane. Money has to be one thing. If you have two monies, you don't have money, you have barter. Therefore, as we're trying to create a electronic money, it's a winner take all game. So if you believe that Monero is going to beat Bitcoin, then at least from an economic standpoint, you're not completely insane. But if you believe that Bit Monero complements Bitcoin and that they'll both live together, then you just don't understand what money is. And you're going to end up making really bad decisions as an investor in new electronic money if you don't even know what money is. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, that's interesting. So I guess um, I haven't decided whether or not I think Bitcoin needs to be the one and only. I, I currently think it's fundamentally superior to Bitcoin in terms of it's more money-esque than Bitcoin is today. Would you agree to that, that it, it no. functions better as money today no, than because, Bitcoin? No, I don't. Because it uh, what is it can't scale. No, but today, other... today, not not scaling implies future today. Okay. So so that's that's like saying, you know, I've got this, uh, I've got this airplane, right? And it's got jet engines on it. Now we can't fly it as an airplane right now because the wings will fly off. But today, as it sits. No, it doesn't work like that. We're trying. No, you're you're predicting the. You're trying to predict the future, and you're saying in the future, you don't think, you don't believe it will scale. So I, I mean, isn't it better to just look at where we're at today? No, because as an investor, the whole name of the game is to try to look into the future and say, what are people going to like in the future? Right. More so what do you think is more likely that, that, that Monero can scale or that Bitcoin could add fungibility to its protocol Excellent. Uh, layer? Excellent question. So I already appreciate that you're, you're coming at it from that standpoint, because when I, when I talk to most Monero people, they will not get past the point that it is a winner take all. So like Fluffy Pony, for example, he will never say that it's a, it's a, it's a winner take all situation. And I personally believe and Vitalik is the same way. All these guys that I've interacted with, they will never say that it's a winner take all. And I am strongly convinced that the reason for that is that they know that it doesn't stack up well, right? They, they know that if it's a winner take all, people are going to go, oh my gosh, obviously it's going to be Bitcoin, right? So the fact that you're at least acknowledging that it's a winner take all. Well, I'm not, I'm not. I was just going over the first part. I'm saying, I don't know if it's a winner take all. That would be my second criticism of, of as how, why I understand, you know, you, you, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's books that could be read, uh, 
but it isn't a you know it is it's a guess that it's a winner this is not no. a law of nature it is a do, law do we currently have one, one money we currently one, have one global money so here, here's the thing about economics real economics it is uh the application of logic and reason the only thing that you have to assume, the only uh, thing that you have to sort of take for granted with economics is that humans act. But when, we don't currently have one global money. If it was a law of you're nature, going too then... fast, man. you're going too fast. You got to let me finish the thought. So, okay. So uh, it economics is like mathematics. If one plus one equals two, one plus one equals two, right? And I don't have time to go like uh, saying that money is one thing is like calculus, right? Like uh fluid dynamics or something i can't spend the next 30 minutes going from humans act all the way through logically and proving to you one step at a time just like mathematics to get to the point where you go oh my gosh money has to be one thing or it's not money but if i did have time for that i i, I could do it and it would be just as uh certain as uh any sort of math formula right so when I say when I say that money has to be one thing, I'm saying it with as much certainty as uh, as if I could mathematically prove it. And Human Action is a great book that that proves beyond any reasonable doubt that money has to be one thing. Um, but really, all of Austrian economics. Um, I don't. I don't. You know, you could read Henry Hazlitt's uh, Economics in One Lesson, and that'll probably get you there. Um, but money currently isn't one thing. That's a that's a good question. You've been around for quite a long time. We've right. had lots of different forms of money. We currently have lots of different versions of money. Um, at what point does it have to be one thing, and so why not you, now? So, do you notice? Um, do you notice where money changes from one thing to another thing? You, you, I mean, do you know, have you thought about the fact that uh, you know if you're in Montana or you're in Idaho or you're in California or you're in Florida, um, all of the money is one thing, right? What do you, why, why do you think that is? What do you like, mean? You mean it's all U.S. dollar? I don't get what you're. What do you? What yeah, do you yeah. I mean, all. Uh, do you, Do you agree that U.S. dollars are the only money that exists inside the United States? Uh, for the most part, I mean, there's other forms of value transfer happening. For example, cryptocurrency is being used in conjunction with the U.S. dollar. Yeah. So I honestly, man, I I. I would love, I mean, I, I almost started doing it, right? I started using the Socratic method and trying to bring you along, but it's honestly a three hour conversation. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to punt on that because I'm being a jerk. I'm just saying the, the, what you're objecting to, I can address that, right? So the the quick answer is money is one thing. The reason that uh, that we see different national currencies is that the market that normally would choose one money is being forced through government force to use regional monies but that's not natural and it's not how the market would operate and the whole point of bitcoin is to create a money that is not subject to those government enforcements right okay so, let's, so let, let's 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 assume let's assume what you're saying you know money is one thing and it, it will eventually be one thing once we get rid of fiat currencies and the pressure of governments and we're all on the internet and we're all using uh one protocol to value transfer okay now bitcoin's only been around or crypto's only been around for 10 years you're saying it's the the winner has already been chosen even though the winner i i believe and i think you have to agree lacks 
core value, core attributes that money is supposed to have. The most obvious one being fungibility. So, so why why are you so certain right. that this form of money, which lacks a core attribute that money is supposed to have, has already been deemed the winner? Because uh, Bitcoin is not a set of code. It's an open source project that is evolving over time. The Bitcoin that we have today is not the Bitcoin we had a year ago. It's not the Bitcoin we had three years ago. And when you have open source projects that are trying to create a protocol, they tend to end up being one thing, right? This is another reason that things are, are uh, going to have a tendency to converge on, on Bitcoin. So... If you look at what's been going on, we've we've seen advancements, right? People have come up with ideas. Academics have come up with ideas. When they're good ideas, they get sucked into Bitcoin, right? There's more really top talent engineers working on Bitcoin than there is on any other cryptocurrency. And you could say maybe it's just because it's the first one or maybe because it has more price history or bigger market cap. But at the end of the day, if you were to take all of the really great engineers that are at all interested in this space, the vast majority of them are working on Bitcoin primarily. And what that means is because it's open source, we all can steal each other's ideas, right? So if, if Monero came up with an idea that was actually good and, and we wanted to uh, have a productive project on Bitcoin, we would steal that idea over, right? The only reason that we wouldn't steal that idea over would be if we were incompetent or there just wasn't very many of us, right? Or 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 incapable. Because well, this is where you have to like this this is where the crazy like uh blockstream conspiracies have to come in, right? Like there's a reason that the Bitcoin cash guys and that a lot of people have pushed this idea that like, you know, Blockstream is owned by Goldman Sachs and all these really crazy out there things. It's not a coincidence. It's because you have to come up with a narrative that explains why Bitcoin is not adopting you know, technology X, Y, and Z. And if the answer is they're really competent, but they see that there's trade-offs that don't make sense there, and so they're going to continue to work on it until it's actually ready for prime time, then it doesn't make a lot of room for all the scam coins. But on the other hand, if you can come up with, oh, these guys are all lizard men or something, then it makes a lot of room for Bcash and all this other stuff. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe in any of those conspiracies. I just oh, look okay. at it as a... So but what, I, what I'm saying is... Why do you think that the Bitcoin guys are not adopting technology that's so wonderful in Monero and other places. Because of the the politics of it. I mean, uh, like you said, it's an open source protocol. I mean, there's there's more there's more elements than just smart guys working on something. You have to get a community to agree to it. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a large. Just let me finish for a second. It's kind of like a large company like an Apple. Uh, you know, which has all the greatest or Google, which has all the greatest minds in the world versus a startup, right? So there's certainly uh, advantages and disadvantages to having um, a lot of momentum and inertia behind you, because when you have a lot of inertia, you can't pivot. So, I mean, that's that's one of the things that well, Monero this, this has kind of pushed back on you and say, dude, what's your expertise in this? Like, have you worked on open source projects before? Have you done startups? Because you seem yes. to think that you understand how open source works and that they they couldn't adopt this technology because of like it's, it's not an open source issue it's inertia. not an open source issue there if, is no organization there is no inertia it's not an issue of open source it's an issue of politics and getting the community to agree 
So you're saying if if confidential transactions was ready enough, because you're you're saying you don't think it's ready enough. If it was ready enough, it would be adopted tomorrow by the Bitcoin community. Do you know who came up with confidential transactions? Uh, yeah, it was Adam Back or whatever. I think it was Greg, but uh, or Greg uh, Maxwell, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, so it's Bitcoin guys. And do you think? Yeah, so I mean, what's what is that? What's your point? Now? I mean, what? So do you think those guys that came up with this idea are frustrated that it's not in Bitcoin yet? Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they, I've, I know he wants it in there, right? No, Maxwell. no, they don't. They don't want it in there because they don't think it's ready. Okay. And they probably won't be able to get it in there because it'll be too late. Don't you, don't you think that's a factor? That you're, you're, that, you're, that's this a, is crazy talk, man. Why the is guy, that crazy talk? The guys that invented it don't think it's ready. And so they're not frustrated that it's not in there yet. As soon as it's ready and they feel like it's really good and ready to go, if for some reason there's politics, which politics doesn't really exist the way that you're describing in open source software, they'll simply fork Bitcoin and they'll implement confidential transactions. And we've, we've seen how well that's gone in the past. I mean, now you have- We have you, no problems with You've it. spawned multiple versions of, of Bitcoin. No, we have not spawned multiple versions of Bitcoin. We've Bitcoin is a mission to create secure money. It's and not so a is Monero. Code. It's not a specific uh, set of code. So if it gets ready and there's quote politics issues, it would result in a fork. But that's okay because all of the existing Bitcoin holders and all of the smart money investors would continue to follow the uh, what really is Bitcoin, which is the project that's trying to create secure money. The guys that don't want to include really great features would, you know, we'd have another Bitcoin cash or something, but that's totally fine. That's not a problem. Nobody cares. The smart people that follow the correct high quality technology get rewarded even more because other people are stupid investors and will buy things like Bitcoin cash. It doesn't create multiple Bitcoins because Bitcoin is a mission to create secure money. So the whole Monero narrative is that we have this technology and it's ready. And what I'm telling you is the people that invented the technology don't feel like it's ready. They're not frustrated. They're continuing to work on the legitimate open source project. And you have people that are implementing stuff that's not ready really on Monero, that's not scalable, that's too big and clunky, it's too goofy, but they're running around selling it. All the while, this is a winner take all thing. And so smart money in this space knows that Bitcoin is eventually going to crush Monero or Monero is going to crush Bitcoin, but that's pretty unlikely given the amount of talent and the fact that, I mean, it should be really telling to everybody that there hasn't been one piece of technology that Bitcoin has adopted from any of these altcoins, right? But I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but well, look it up, man. Look it up. No, I have, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's true. I mean, we could, uh, okay, we could, let's bet a thousand bucks. Talk right about now. that yeah. another time. Let's bet a thousand bucks in Bitcoin that there hasn't been one single thing from Monero or other places. I'm not going to bet a thousand dollars if I said I don't. I don't know. Oh, I thought you just said you knew. I thought you just said you knew that it was not. I'm pretty. Sh I'm pretty sure there there were things. Sure. Are, you hundred dollars sure? Ten dollars sure? All right, we're not we're, we're not going to do a bet. And like what? you have a lot of confidence that what I'm saying is not correct. You're you're coming at me saying like. Right, we could we could both go we could both go look it up and it can be resolved that way. You know what you're talking about, and I tell you that no technology. I'm I'm not the one who's overconfident. That's that's you. That's you're the one who has I'm all the answers. To put my money where my mouth is. 
I'm willing to prove that I'm not overconfident by risking my own money. Let's do it, man. Let's bet a thousand dollars that no money has or no technology has moved into Bitcoin from altcoins. Uh, no. So anyway, uh, back to why you think Monero, I guess, is a scam. So, I, so what a scam is is it's when people sell. Ah, I got, I got five minutes. Uh, six minutes. So uh, uh, my definition of a scam is when the people that are selling it know that it's, know that the reasons that they're selling it are invalid, right? So if I was to sell you an orange and say, hey, this orange is delicious, and you opened it up and you're so like, oh, all, so wow. you think all of the Monero community is intent, or there's a few in the Monero community that know uh, Monero is going to fail, but they're just intentionally pushing it upon people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the early guys. Absolutely, are, absolutely. The biggest promoters, yeah, it, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, why do you speak in in in, in conclusions? Uh, you're asking my opinion, man. What do you want me to do? Study? Yeah, opinion. Do you want me to pretend that I'm not confident when I am confident? What do you want from me? Is this hurting I don't know, your confident feelings? people usually don't hide behind uh, costumes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, so you that. Think, you think that. you think that the fact that I won't. Uh, you think the fact that I'm debunking frauds and scams, uh, and I won't well, do you, that. Well, you I think do, you're debunking and frauds I won't, and scams. Once again, you're concluding that you so are. Do you think that Ethereum is a fraud and a scam? Or how about Litecoin? Do you yeah, think I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of those. I personally do don't, I don't call those projects scams. I think there are other projects. I do don't, I don't see value any, in them. What about, what? Ripple? what about Ripple? Do you think Ripple is a scam? I think it's close to if you had to call something a scam, sure. I okay, think it's so, a, I think it's a project that is trying to succeed. So I certainly I certainly don't do, believe in it and see value in it. So I've taken the time to do security reviews of stuff like this and I've explained that they are scams and frauds. And you think that even though they have massive budgets and they have a history of hassling and haggering people that are just trying to expose their nonsense, that somehow my credibility has decreased because I don't want to put my real name on this stuff? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, well, it's uh, welcome, welcome to the cypherpunk world because uh, I think. Uh, well, I you think you I just have... joined the cypherpunk world less than a year ago when you bought Bitcoin. So, I mean, I don't understand. Why do you you are an OG or you're not? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. What's, what's your question, man? I just, ex I, I think that the fact that you think that somebody is anonymous. Um, makes them obviously not legitimate. Shows I didn't say it makes them obviously not. I don't speak in, 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 in conclusions. You don't speak in conclusions. No. <laughs> what do you speak in? Uncertainties? Um, I, I make statements and I qualify them. Because I, I realize that I can't predict the future and I don't know the ultimate truth about everything. I take It's called the scientific method. You, know, you take a scientific approach to things. Whereas you, you have already determined the future. Well, I have to think that I know the future before I bet on something. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes other, sense. Because otherwise, so, so you're. So why is why is Fluffy Pony, uh, sure. the ultimate scammer? And do you not think he's he's added any value to the crypto ecosystem, uh, including Bitcoin itself? So I think, I mean, any of the scams have added some value, right? Like I would say that that Ripple has added some value in the sense that they have had a pretty decent marketing budget and they have uh, exposed a lot of people to the idea of cryptocurrencies in general. You know, they've kind of got them uh, 
vaguely in the space. Um, and I think that's that's a good thing. Unfortunately, that's accompanied with, you know, screwing people over and tricking them and taking their money. And I think so overall, I think they're a net negative, right? Ripple. I put Ethereum in the same category. I have to admit though, I have gone back and forth on this a little bit. Like some of the some of these scams, I do wonder if they've been net goods in the sense they've attracted so many people by going on CNBC and all that sort of stuff. But I would say 95% of the time, I'm confident that they've done more harm than good. But there's obviously a lot of guesswork in that, right? That's not like economics or like, you know, computer science where I can be a certain. Um, so scams do have some positive effects along with negative effects, right? Um, and the proportion is something that I think it's, it's hard to guess at. Uh, I think Monero is in the same category, right? They have, uh, you know, Fluffy Pony has done a lot of podcasts, he's done a lot of interviews, um, and he has gotten people interested in cryptocurrencies. And I think to some degree, Monero, like these other things, are a gateway drug to Bitcoin. Uh, but, you know, I don't think that on net it's been worth it. Um, given the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be wrecked over this, right? If you're, if you're selling something that's, uh, that's fraudulent, uh, I think that it's going to be a, a net negative in the long run. Hmm. Okay. And then but, I put, I put the... you did ask me why I think it's a scam. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you. Uh, I don't believe that Fluffy Pony believes that Monero is going to outlast Bitcoin. And I do believe that he knows that it's a winner take all game. And he's being very careful not to enlighten people of that, right? So he's creating these people that are investing in Monero that think it's going to exist in the long run when he doesn't believe it will exist in the long run. And I mean, that that meets my definition of scam. Okay. Uh, what do you think of the, the I, mean, I know you got to go, but the, the recent news with the blacklisting of addresses, the US Department of Treasury uh, coming out and blacklisting certain Bitcoin addresses, do you think that's a clear indication that Bitcoin is not fungible? Uh, no, because you can mix up addresses, right? Uh, it's it's not clear. I don't really know what this means yet, to be honest. Because if you say like address, you know, ending in CBW is no longer valid, does that mean that if you move that money to another address that it's no longer valid? Um, you know, the, we already have this happening in. Uh, uh, places like Coinbase and other exchanges where they'll go back like three or four transactions for certain addresses and say, you know, if it's if it's a blacklisted address, three transactions back or four transactions back, we won't accept it. The 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 thing is though that like transactions are cheap, right? So that means that I have to spend five cents or six cents to a launder, you know, launder, clean, whatever, mix uh, $100 million of, of uh, Bitcoin. Like, how effective is that? I'm, uh, not, not very effective. So if they do get to the point where they're like, we're going to go 100 transactions back, all right, well, now we have to, you know, we have to mix it 100 times. It costs us a dollar. It's a pretty bad user experience, pretty annoying. But if you go 100 transactions back, that will taint every single Bitcoin in existence, right? So you'll have to shut down your exchange. So I think I think these guys have done something. They really don't know what the heck they're doing. And I don't think that's going to be effective. As far as fungibility on Bitcoin goes, I think there's been a lot of really good stuff happening. I think it's, uh, it's possible that we'll end up uh, with just layer two solutions that handle, fund handle fungibility. That's in a way that's not ideal. Um, 
but it, it, this this engineering stuff is really really tough, right? And we're kind of looking at an evolving situation. So um, there's a lot of pros and cons to doing it on layer two instead of layer one. For example, if you do it on layer two, you have complete transparency on the first layer, and that one of the advantages to that is new people coming in are like, oh, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. And I can see that there's only 21 million Bitcoin. And that helps adoption, right? Because there's people don't really quite understand how it could be scarce and digital at the same time. If we give that up by introducing confidential transactions on the first layer, you know, maybe that's worth it. But it's 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 another example of these things being difficult. Mm -hmm. So if we could do it on the second layer. Um, it only has to be fungible enough, right? It has to be fungible enough to where whatever you have, nobody knows where you got it from. Um, and when you send it to somebody else, nobody knows your identity and it's too mixed up to do any sort of blacklisting stuff. So if we can get all of that on layer two and still retain the like complete rock solid understanding that there's a limited number of Bitcoin, maybe that's better. Um, but no, none of these things are, are easy answers. But they're they're being worked through, and I think that Bitcoin's plenty fungible right now. It's not hard to take. You know, let me put it this way: There's nobody listening that if they had the opportunity to get their hands on a bunch of uh, blacklisted Bitcoin, wouldn't do it, and they would do it. At, really? Oh, I mean, absolutely, because most most people know that they can just mix it, right? And you're not seeing a big. You're not seeing like a price difference. Right? It's not like there's a market difference between. Uh, some set of Bitcoin and another set of Bitcoin, and that's one of the ways that you can look at the market and know that it's fungible. Well, uh, I have I have heard that there is, isn't there, for like Virgin coins that are mined or are worth are worth more in the market. Uh, I have heard that people will prefer Virgin coins, uh, but I don't know, and and maybe there is a little bit of a premium, but it's it's pretty small. Um, but I don't think I don't think that that means that. For example, if you have Bitcoin that's not virgin Bitcoin, that you're not going to be able to use it and sell it and you have to worry about its history very much, right? Because you can just mix it. So, I mean, I would prefer if it was 100% uh, confidential and we could still see enough to know that there, you know, no doubt that there's 21 million Bitcoin. And in a way, confidential transactions does that, but it requires a higher degree of, of uh, sort of technical proficiency to be confident that there's, that those bullet proofs are really proving that there's not, you know, new Bitcoin or there's not some hidden inflation thing. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, but, but overall, I mean, at the end of the day, the Bitcoin developers are competent and if there is a solution, it will be copied, right? Um, right. if, if it's not being copied, like if somebody like Greg Maxwell says, Hey, we're not doing this right now. And I'm okay with that because it's not ready. And it has these negatives. Uh, we shouldn't go, Oh, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He invented the stuff, right? He, he obviously has skin in the game to want to see it implemented. Um, but that's what you see, right? You see like the smart guys inventing stuff on Bitcoin. You see the scammers grabbing it, running with it. And then the smart guys saying, yeah, it's not ready, but when it is, we'll put it in. Right, assuming they could put it in, but you you don't. Oh, right, I mean, we, we had that argument. You don't think there's any any politics in Bitcoin that prevents well, things look, from getting it, adopted. Once it's ready and it's ready to go, somebody will put it in. I will put it in, right? I will cause a fork and I will bet my money on the the smart side, which is the the side that is more useful as money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everybody that's investing in this space, if they're if they're smart, 
they're saying, what do I think is likely to be adopted as global money? And they're investing in that thing. So if we get to the point where it's not possible to do that on Bitcoin, or if, you know, Grin was actually useful, which is another thing that's going to get really popular with your crowd. And, and uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of dumb money sloshing around there. If that, if that was actually useful, we would adopt that technology into Bitcoin. And, and in fact, we are adopting, you know, scriptless scripts and parts of it. Um, but if there's ever a piece of technology that works better than Bitcoin, the smart move is just to honor the history of the, the Bitcoin balance. So is it, didn't you just describe an example of Bitcoin then taking technology from somebody else or? Uh, you don't believe well, that? I mean, they're not taking it from Grin. They're taking it from oh. a white paper. Mimble, Mimble. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're, right. So is that, so is that, was that invented by, is that Bitcoin people or that's an exception to your? No, because it's yeah. not. Uh, so the, the scam coin narrative is that we have to create this stuff to have these ecosystems. We have to have really bad investment opportunities in order to discover new technology. Bitcoin has never benefited from any of that stuff because none of it has actually been good. That's not saying that there hasn't been academic research that's been valuable, like Mimblewimble or confidential transactions or dandelion or this other stuff. I, I mean, Bitcoin is evolving and it's pulling in great ideas from all kinds of other places. Scam coins just aren't one of them. Mm. Okay. Right, so, but so, you, uh, so ultimately, in, 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 I, uh, in conclusion, I, I guys can, waiting on me, I got to sure. can the Can the final message be you're, you're okay with Monero or people that believe in Monero, as long as they ultimately believe that it will be the only coin. No, no. I mean, they're still going to get wrecked, and they're still wrong, and uh, and they're well, still. Well, you, you think the... they're you think they're wrong. Well, dude, what do you want me to do? Share somebody else's opinion with you? You're interviewing me, right? Yeah, so you you you, be you believe that <laughs> everyone is wrong in the Monero <laughs> community in the Monero community. I, I believe everybody that's invested in any of the the um, attempts to create global money other than Bitcoin are going to get wrecked because Bitcoin is better. Okay. Well, that was interesting. All right, man. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to do it again, um, uh, but I, I really I got to hang up. Uh, if anybody can, I can I throw a shout out to my project real quick. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if if anybody's interested in learning math or programming or has kids that are learning math, um, check check out mathbot.com, um, m a t h b o t.com, and uh, we're releasing a bunch of levels uh, uh, very shortly. But um, it's the best place to learn math and programming. It's completely free. Um, and uh, yeah, check it out. You can you hit a button and you're playing the game in a minute. So you, you can know that it actually has some value. All right. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good. no problem. Thank you.